0: Alright, if you weren't aware, there's some shenanigans that are going on right now That we need to be aware of And they are mainly coming up to be voted on in California A bunch of bills You know how everybody was bitching saying Well, these are mandates regarding all these COVID regulations But they're not necessarily laws Well, here's where the rubber meets the road And the laws going to effect So you as a California need to pay attention to all of these bills and, yeah, I'm cutting right to the chase immediately and being, uh, talking about something really serious. So what we have here is SB 871. Hold on. Let me get the boys back down in the music here. All right. And what we have here is SB 871. And SB 87- these are 10 California bills you must oppose, and the voting is happening in the next two weeks. Okay? So pay attention. SB 871, what that does is that adds COVID injections to a list of immunizations for public-private school regardless to FDA approval, no PBE, very rare ME. Uh, anyways, it's making it so they can make it mandatory to have a COVID-19 injection as an immunization requirement for the school. So this is no longer just a uh, uh, a mandate or recommendation. This is actually putting it into law. So you need to be be very conscious of this before you go to the polls. AB 2098 classifies anti-COVID medical opinion as unprofessional conduct, subject to discipline by medical board. So what that's saying is it classifies anti-COVID medical opinion. Now, that's pretty broad. And I don't know if they're talking about, if you start talking about using other alternative medicines to treat COVID, uh, which has been proved scientifically accurate. Um, i don't know if it's time of classifying the but whatever it's doing it's it, if if something that a doctor does is classified as anti covid it is giving the state board uh the ability to discipline the medical practitioner very dangerous s b eight six six now this is a crazy one s b eight six six what it does is it lowers the age of vax consent to twelve without parental consent or knowledge. So what they're saying is, is they can go into a school and if your child is 12 years old or older, they don't need to tell mommy and daddy that they're taking a shot. They can just do it on their own. They can consent for themselves. Uh, that is a big one that's taking away parental rights and uh, your, your right to know what's in your child's body. So that's a huge one that's going on the on the books if it's voted in. The other one is SB one four six four, and what it does is it requires law enforcement to enforce public health guidelines or lose their funding. When we were in the COVID pan- pandemic, there was a lot of sheriff's agencies, police officers that were just not going out there to enforce all these COVID mandates that were that were being uh, imposed by Governor Newsom. They were just staying away from it. They were letting people do their thing. I know, I personally, uh, I did some uh, some some work at certain clubs in the Inland Empire area, and sheriffs would roll right through the parking lot when we were under a lockdown, and they would do nothing about it. This bill right here is putting it end to the, the discretion of the sheriffs and the police and making them, forcing them to impose the legislation of the state of our corrupt government. So SB 1464 requires law enforcement to enforce public health guidelines or lose their funding. So they're going to try and grab them by their wallet, and if they don't enforce what they're demanding against their better judgment, they will. They have the ability to remove funding. Uh, so, that's going to put an end to these police chiefs, like uh, the police chief of Riverside, the police chiefs that have kind of bucked the system in Orange County, et cetera, in California. It's going to put those guys under wraps as they're going to lose funding for their departments if they don't fall in line and enforce what the government wants enforced. So, that is another very, very dangerous bill, SB 1464. Another one is SB 1479, which requires schools to create long term testing plans and report testing results to the CDPH, uh, California Department of Public Health. So that is uh, another legislation that's on the books. Uh, SB 1390 uh, prohibits any person, entity from making statements government deems untrue or misleading by any means, including on-internet ads. If you don't understand the seriousness of this, this is a direct shot at free speech bar none in California. The the balls of the wording of this SB1390 is basically saying that it prohibits any person, entity, from making statements the government, the government deems untrue or misleading by any means, including on internet ads. Hey man, California, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. That's SB 1390. Another one on the books is SB 1184. And what that does is that authorizes school health personnel to disclose child's medical info without parent consent to a third party. Once again, it's a parental right that is being taken away and it's, it's allowing Schools to disclose your students' medical information to a third party without your consent. You should be voting no on all of these. Second to the last is AB one seven nine seven, and AB AB one seven nine seven creates an immunization tracking system, giving all government agencies access to vac record vax records of all persons. It's allowing the government to keep tabs on who's vaccinated and who's not. And it's just allowing them to get more information on you and your children so they know who's vaccinated, who's not, who's following into line and who's not. This is not something we, you do not want more government intervention in your life. This is this state of California. These bills that are on the table are ridiculous. AB one nine nine three. Now this is a big one. AB-1993 would require proof of COVID-19 vax for all employees and independent contractors who work in California. Now, if you're an independent contractor and you, for whatever your reasons are, you don't want to get vaccinated, which is your freedom to choose, this will put an end to anybody not vaccinated working in California. None of this, you have the option to get tested once a week or you wear a mask and everybody else doesn't. None of this gray areas that allow you to still work and be unvaccinated. So so these are the 10 California bills that you must oppose in the next 2 weeks. Pay attention, SB871, AB2098, SB866, SB920, SB1464, SB1479. SB one three nine zero, SB one one eight four, SAB one seven nine seven, AB one nine nine three. Now this is why it's important to really recognize who you elect into the public office. Because these are Senate bills, etc., and they're happening in California. Our politicians are voting on them and you need to let your voices be heard on these. All of these should be a no if you're a California that is remotely concerned about freedom. All right, so what you're looking at here is uh, basically a walkout at the California headquarters of Disneyland, one of their one of their headquarters. And uh, what they're doing is they're in opposition of the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida, as I call the anti-grooming bill in Florida. Uh, Disney employees in California headquarters stage a walkout while chanting Say Gay to protest Florida's anti-grooming bill. So stunning and brave. Uh, Yeah, it it blows my mind. I don't think when I see this group of people here, I want to say that there's there's some there's some they're not all far, far leftist extremist wackos. I just think they're ill informed. Uh, When you see this many people walking out of a place like Disney, it makes me think that they're just buying into the what the media is telling them. And they're not really reading into the bill and seeing what's going on. Because the don't say gay bill in Florida, which we've talked about many times, is anything but a don't say gay bill. What it is is a basically don't groom children five to seven years old with the ideology of a million to one different sexual identities, gender identities, etc. It's just letting kids be kids. And if anything, this is to protect kids, to protect kids from being confused and overran and overwhelmed. So these Disney employees that are out protesting at their headquarters, it doesn't say if this is Burbank at the studios in Burbank or Anaheim, but it's at some Disney facility with all these employees walking out. I think they're just buying into the hype and really not investigating this for themselves. And that's one of the things that's happening today as a whole is people don't look into the issues. They just say the left has this to say about this issue. The right has this to say about this issue. And who do I affiliate with? And I don't do any self-examination myself. And that is a big problem that's happening and something needs to be done. But here we are once again in California, people walking out over a bill in Florida that has. Well, in the the terms of the United States, it has something to do with them, but it has nothing to do with California. Uh, And they are walking out on the job. People love to protest. People love to protest. They love to get off off their desk, march out and uh you know what i did notice is only like one or two in here are wearing masks which i find highly unusual for such a such a vastly progressive group of lgbtqai plus protesters what you want well, you know what that means. If we're playing bad boys, that means that we got a cop story in the news. So what's going on is we have Maryland Park police officers said they wanted Black Lives Matter protesters dead, according to a lawsuit. Now, what happened is you had this big group of police officers in a group text talking a bunch of shit, talking a bunch of trash. They got busted, and they're getting sued. Yep, that's right. Uh, a group of police police officers in Montgomery County, Maryland, are being accused of repeatedly making hateful comments against people of color in a group text message chain, including that they hope Black Lives Matter protesters would die. That's a little extreme. One of their colleagues, Mark Miles, filed a lawsuit this week claiming a supervisor at the Maryland National Capital Park Police and other officers sent the text messages in a chain meant to discuss work assignments. They also mocked, demeaned, ostracized, and humiliated him for being black, according to the lawsuit. Miles' unit patrolled parks, primarily those in Montgomery County. The lawsuit, which was filed Monday in the U.S. District Court for the District of Maryland, accuses the Maryland National Capital Park and Planning Commission and Stephanie Harvey, his supervisor in her official capacity of harassment, discrimination, and retaliation. The agency manages parks and planning in Montgomery and Prince George's counties. When Miles, who joined the Park Police in 2019, started working in Harvey's unit in 2020, he realized it was common practice for the unit to make offensive comments about people who are not white, including himself, the lawsuit says. More than a dozen text messages are described in the lawsuit as examples. They include offensive comments about blacks, Asians, Jewish, and Hispanic people, as well as LGBTQ, and I'm assuming AI+, plus remarks. When the officers discussed Black Lives Matter protesters, Harvey texted, it was time to start killing. And, well, they got the army out there, so hopefully they will get to kill some people and kill them all, according to the lawsuit. That's just some, uh, that's just, you know, uh, these police officers, it makes me question their level of intelligence. Some of the things that these guys put in text messages and they get caught. They get caught. They get caught caught all the time. Uh, I'm not saying I, maybe they, are so dumb. They should be caught. You know what I mean? Because it really makes me question the intelligence of some of these officers out on the job. Uh, but I mean, note to self, if you are a racist officer and you're going to get in a group message with a bunch of people and start putting things like kill them, you know what I mean? It's not a, it's not bad optics. According to the woke people, uh, you know, out there, it's, it's not, it's, it's very bad optics you think people would learn by now, but no, no, no. They continue to do it. They continue to do it over and over and over and over. It's it's that sense of, of, of superiority that they don't have to answer to anybody, and they get caught away with it, and then it ends up in a lawsuit. In the months after the 2020 murder of George Floyd by a white police officer in Minneapolis and the protests that follow, Harvey complained about the department's position on Black Lives Matter protests and said the agency should not support the protesters, the lawsuit said. Harvey also referred to Miles as colored during a roll call meeting on August 4th, 2020. The document states, all right, let me get rid of this music. We're, we're past the bad boys. Okay. Um, another text message appears to indicate that Harvey was aware her comments made in the group chat were offensive. And I quote joke, don't turn these texts over to internal affairs and get me fired for hate speech. She wrote in a text message, according to the lawsuit. Well, uh, that was your, that was your inner smart self telling you that what you're doing is wrong and could get you in trouble. And guess what it did. So I have no sympathy for these officers that were talking shit to that level and getting their ass sued. whether anything's going to come of it because, you know, saying, uh, let's kill these people. And did anybody get killed? No. Um, creating a hostile work environment for the colored guy, according to them miles. Yeah. He might see, he might see a pretty penny coming off this. He, he very, he very well could. Uh, unless everybody's going to deny it, those are those text messages. And somebody had pirated their phone. They left it on a desk and there's some other racist person in the office. I don't know. There's a defense for that, I guess. But that is out of, um, Maryland national Capitol park police. Apparently several officers were suspended and referred to the disciplinary process for termination, the Maryland National Capital Park Police said, adding that it could not discuss further details on the employment status of the officers involved in the text messages. But the lawsuit notes Harvey was suspended in March 2021, and some other officers were promoted since Miles filed his complaints. Okay, so that's another start, smart move. He files a complaint, and they suspend him. Yeah, that's 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 you're making all kinds of great choices over there in Maryland. The department declined to share details about the dis- disciplinary actions taken and said the suggestion that park police management ignored allegations of misconduct by this group of officers is simply incorrect. And we will make the results of the trial board process public at the appropriate time. So that's what's happened with the park police in Maryland. Look out, look out, right? Look out. If we do see a significant surge, particularly one that might result in increased hospitalizations. We have to be prepared to pivot and perhaps reinstitute some of those restrictions. If we do- Well, there you go. There's Fauci telling you that if they seize it, I've already, heard, I've already seen it in the news, this other variant coming down the pike. Fauci stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, uh, you know, we might have to re- do a 180 and re- reimplement all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, are we going to listen this time? Are we really when Fauci gets up there again and says, OK, we're reinstating the federal mask mandate and all this other kind of stuff. Are we really going to listen this time? I thought the last couple of times we wouldn't listen and we'd finally stand up as Americans and say, F this, we're out. Uh, you can mask up yourself. You can do whatever you got to do. Shut down your business, but don't shut down mine. But Fauci's priming the pump, saying that we've got other stuff going on and we start to see a surge. It's going to be federal mandate city once again are you okay with that? Are you okay with that? How does this make you feel? Are you ready to overthrow this particular leftist government that we have right now and reinstate it with a, well, almost as corrupt right-wing government? Uh, Actually, we need some libertarian candidates in there to be honest, but enough uh, enough is enough, right? Enough is enough. We're not going to keep going down this road over and over and over and over again, are we? It makes me question the intelligence of Americans, man, because I can't believe we've stumbled down this road for so long where we keep just bending over and taking it. But anyways, Fauci's priming the pump, letting everybody know that, hey, um, it could be coming. Well, trending this morning is uh, Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk is suspended from Twitter after naming Rachel Levine's biological sex. Now, What did Charlie Kirk say that was so infuriating? Well, here is the tweet in its entirety, and you be the judge, okay? So what Charlie Kirk said was, Richard Levine spent 54 years of his life as a man. He had a wife and a family. He transitioned to being a woman in 2011. Joe Biden appointed Levine to be a four-star admiral, and now USA Today has named Rachel Levine as a woman of the year, where are the feminists? Now, the only thing that he said in that tweet that was not factual was the last line that said, where are the feminists? And for this, this tweet, this guy that has a gazillion followers on Twitter is put on a, suspe- it doesn't say it's a, I think it's a suspension, but it says right here, violating our rules against hateful conduct you may not promote violence against threaten or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. Uh, But he really wasn't hateful conduct. He just said, where are the feminists? Where are the feminists? Is that a hateful statement? Where are the gays? Where are the feminists? Where's whatever? Well, according to this article, uh, and what happened today on Twitter, Charlie Kirk, now Charlie Kirk, he's a conservative YouTube host has been doing, you know, he's been doing this for a long time and, uh, he, he just got the boot, just got the boot. Doesn't seem quite fair. Does it? Another account that was locked down on Twitter was uh Babylon B today, Babylon B there. What was their, what was their, uh, extremely outrageous tweet? Well, it was this right here. Babylon B said the Babylon B's man of the year is Rachel Levine. And for that their account is locked. I did see, I did see oh let me see if I can find this real quick. I did see something else and it was the uh uh let me it, it was the social media director for Babylon B. And I think this is it. I'm trying to pull Let me see. Oh yeah, here we go. As the social media manager of the Babylon Bee, I just wanted to say we'll continue to thrive and give you the most trustworthy fake news around. Now is a great time to find us on on the plethora of other sites I run and make me look good to the bosses. Links below and I'll see you there. Uh, So that was Morgan is a wizard and she is the social media director for the Babylon Bee, which in my opinion, she probably does a hell of a fine job because I see their stuff all the time. Uh, Let's see, where are these other links where you can uh, find the Babylon Bee? Okay, you can find them on Facebook, IG, YouTube, TikTok, Gitter, Gab, MeWe, Minds, Truth Social. What the hell happened to Truth Social, man? I did sign up for an account, but I'm still pending, and I was like 216,000 or something like that. Did it just crash altogether? I haven't heard anything about it. Truth Social, is it gone? Somebody, Somebody look into that. Okay, Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels, who you know was suing Donald Trump, saying that she got paid off. Well, anyway, she lost. She lost. And let's see what this amount of sum that she has to pay—the amount of money that she has to pay—is. Stormy Daniels forced to pay Trump massive sum after losing appeal. After fellow federal appellate court rejected her bid to reconsider a defamation claim, which failed in a lower court, porn star Stormy Daniels sits forced to pay former president Donald Trump a large sum in legal fees. Daniels is responsible for paying nearly $300,000 to the former president. CNBC reported Friday's ruling is reportedly likely to end the years-long legal fight between Daniels and Trump in the aftermath of her claim that the two had sex once in 2006. The Ninth Circuit just issued a final ruling in the Stephanie Clifford, also known as Stormy Daniels, frivolous lawsuit case against me brought by her disgraced lawyer Michael Avenatti upholding the lower court ruling, and she owes me nearly $300,000 in legal fees. Trump wins Stormy Daniels' case. Well, I mean, uh, kind of saw this coming. Kind of saw this coming. Uh, what else do we have going on? Oh, there was an interesting story that came out regarding alcoholism during the COVID-19 shutdown, and that something like the number of people, this is from the New York Times, so you know it's legit. They would never lie to us. The number of people in the U.S. who died of alcohol-related causes soared during the pandemic as routines were upended. Support networks frayed and treatment was delayed, a new study found. Deaths were up 25% in 2020 compared with 2019, the report said, and that was all due to... Uh, people drinking at home not being able to go to their AA meetings, not having the support system, not being depression, depression, all kinds of stuff going on. Depression, not being able to see your family, not being able to see your friends and basically just sitting in front of the boob tube, watching Fauci tell you you're fucked and drinking mass quantities of whiskey. So deaths were up 25% in 2020 alcohol related deaths, uh, due to this pandemic. That is an insane amount of an uptick in deaths. Now, uh in something that I ran across that makes me wonder if anybody could pay Venus Williams to say this today. Is that Venus or Serena? Uh, I believe it's Venus. Uh, there's this comment that came out with uh Venus Williams or Serena, one of the Williams sisters on uh, uh Letterman back in the day talking about the difference between men and women in sports and I am curious if she would have the cojones to say this today now this is a few years back because of course it was when david letterman was on the air but listen to what she has to say it's pretty interesting andy murray he oh he was been joking about um myself and him playing a match and i'm like andy seriously like are you kidding me because for me tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports so i'm like if i were to play andy murray i would lose 6-0 6-0 and 5 to 6 minutes maybe 10 minutes because it's no it's true it's completely it's a completely, really? completely different sport the men are a lot faster and me and um they they get, they serve harder, they hit hard. It's just a different game, and I love to play women's to. tennis. And I, I, only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. I would not do the tour. I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice. So Andy, stop it. Yeah, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you kill me. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you when it comes to tennis. I only want to play girls. Yeah. <laughs> you got that going? I don't even think Dave Letterman would say that today. Well, Dave Letterman's is not really on the air anymore. But, anyways, is what it is. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is a story that's pretty dark. Um, Check this out. Maryland Pregnant Persons Bill seeks to decriminalize infant side. Uh, what is that? That's basically the death of a baby after it's born. A new set of bills under consideration in Maryland House and Senate are raising eyebrows for what they would change in the law concerning mothers who abandon their newborns to die, either because they no longer want the child or are unable to care for their baby. Uh, This is Maryland Bill, Senate Bill 669 and House Bill 626, and they have been dubbed the Pregnant Persons Freedom Act of 2022. Not only... Erase women by adopting the left's gender confused newspeak that ludicrously assumes men can get pregnant. But at the American Center for Law and Justice, the ACLJ explained its analysis of the legislation. The bill also proposes a revision of the fetal murder manslaughter statute that would serve to handcuff the investigation of infant deaths unrelated to abortion. In other words, this bill would effectively legalize infanticide. The exact language of the bill states this section may not be construed or authorize any form of investigation or penalty for a person experience a prenatal death related to a failure to act. In other words, a baby born alive and well could be abandoned and left to starve or freeze to death, and nothing could be done to punish those who participated in that cruel death. The bill also includes a section that would allow a person to bring a cause of action for damages if the person was subject to unlawful arrest or criminal investigation for a violation of this section as a result of uh, experiencing a, a a newborn baby's death. Now, this bill isn't just out there. It hasn't passed yet. Uh, the ACLJ, which is preparing to testify against the bill, also notes because the language that is used is without clear definition. The bill could prevent any investigations into the death of infants at least seven days after birth and may extend to infants as old as four weeks under the medical definition of perinatal that ranges from seven to 28 days. So this is a, a bill that's on the books. Uh, it's coming up in Maryland. Maryland, like many other States already has a safe haven law that shields new mothers from civil or criminally liability. If she within 10 days of giving birth leaves her baby, with a responsible adult. So mothers already have safe and non-lethal option for giving up a child if they find themselves unwilling or unable to care for their baby. If Democrats really wanted to expand options for mothers in a way that would legalize infant side, they could extend the time frame of Maryland's safe haven law to 28 days or even longer. Whatever they're trying to accomplish for pregnant persons, it shouldn't require a law that would make King Herod blush. Anyways yeah that's it anyways this is jake with radio underland news coming to you live and i will talk to you later remember be safe be good people and don't leave your babies out in the freezing weather to kill them and get away with it because maryland wants to pass a new law it's just fucked up anyways this is jake with radio underland be safe be good humans and i'll talk to you later